This is the Primal Ryan Podcast, and I'm Ryan Parnum, and I am passionate about helping average, everyday adults achieve great health. The ideas, opinions, and topics discussed in this podcast are mine and my own. None of what I say constitutes as medical advice. Please get clearance from your medical provider before embarking on any sort of nutritional or exercise program. This is the Primal Ryan Podcast, and this is Ryan Parnum, and it is Monday, October 3rd at the time of this recording. I'm hoping to get this posted later today. And uh, yeah, um, October 1st, this past Saturday, was the opening day for uh, bow season for deer here in Illinois. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to do a podcast about hunting. Um so, you know, I'm hoping that uh, obviously my fellow hunters are listening to this, but I also hope that people who don't hunt listen to this because um, you might might gain some, uh, some new insight on it. So my story, I'm 43 years old now. I did not start hunting until I was 33 years old. So this is my 11th season doing it. I did not grow up in a family of hunters. My dad... No, didn't own a gun, didn't hunt, uh, neither did his dad, my grandpa, my grandfather on my maternal side, none of my uncles or anything. Nobody that I am aware of was, was a hunter. So I just wasn't really around it growing up, really had no interest in it. I had a lot of, you know, misconceptions, preconceived notions, you know, maybe even thought it was you know, mean, whatever that means exactly, uh, you know, you know, harvesting an animal, um, until I got older and, you know, really into health and, and fitness and, um, you know, quality of food. And then knowing some adult friends who, who hunted and just the, the passion that they had for it. And I was like, you know, this is this must be something to this. I mean, these guys are so into this; they love it. Um, you know, I, I want a piece of that. You know, like you know, when things, people get excited about things, you want to know more about it. And and guys I knew were really excited about hunting, so I, I you know, started looking into it. My wife was super supportive. Uh, she went out and um, you know encouraged me to 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 get a bow and everything. So. I'm like, all right, I'm going to start bow hunting. So I went over to uh, uh, Presley's. It's an outdoor uh, hunting outfitter, you know, here in, in uh, central Illinois over in Bartonville. And I went in there and I said, I'm 33 years old and I want to hunt. And I've never done it, never shot a bow in my life. And I need help. <laughs> so, and I'm left-handed. So like my friends that had bows were all right-handed so I, I, I didn't shoot theirs um so uh they they were super awesome over there if you're if you live in central illinois even if you don't go to presley's they will hook you up and help you out so i went in there like a complete novice and they they got me all set up with a nice really nice used you know left-handed bow um you know bought all my camo and and you know the basic gear and stuff and um 
and then I, I uh, the next big thing, all right, is finding somewhere to hunt. So that was the next challenge was, you know, I had a couple of friends with a family property and this and that. So I went out a few times and, and then uh, that first season, no luck. I got access to some property uh, a couple years later, intermittent hunts, various places, no luck. So like, I think three years went by I believe I took a couple shots and missed, but it wasn't until my third or fourth season hunting where I finally harvested a deer. And let me tell you, that was the most exciting, uh, you know, not the most exciting day of my life, but a very exciting day in my, in my life, in my, my, my 30, whatever old I was at the time, 36, 37, um, to finally harvest a deer and just the, uh, amount of satisfaction it brought, you know, the hours put in, I mean, up until that point in time, I, I had been unsuccessful, but yet had put so many, so many hours, um, out, out in the woods and, and just, you know, starting as a complete novice, you know, looking back, I see a ton of mistakes I made, just not knowing, you know, how to, how to properly play the wind and how, you know, what times to move in and deer movement and all that. So anyways, after all the, you know, three, four years of just putting in the time and, and learning and, you know, you finally, you know, get a deer on the ground. And, and after that, you know, every, every year you get, you get better and better and better. And I've had a lot of success since then. Um, usually every season harvesting at least, at least one deer. So that's, that's the, the background to me getting into hunting. I love it. Um, I haven't gone out yet this year. It's only been open for a couple of days. Um, and I'm, I'm anxious to get out and, uh, you know, my main reason for hunting, the main reason is to harvest quality, healthy meat for, for my family and my, my wife and my kids they love it might be a strong term they like it my wife really likes it the kids are fine we got them started on it when they were young so they really don't know any different that's my main reason the second reason is um time in in nature uh those of you that know me and i've talked about it i love being in the outdoors and hunting is a time to just decompress and you are using uh, senses that you didn't even realize you had because when you're out there in the woods and you're trying to outsmart a wild animal that is programmed to evade danger and escape with keen sense of smell and being extremely fast and picking up on you typically long before you, you pick up on them is pretty amazing. Um, and just that, that time, you know, listening and, and every little movement from, from squirrels you think might be a deer and, you know, just all the, all this stuff you didn't, you didn't realize you, you, you loved until you start, you start doing it. And, um, you know, it's hard, you know, you like you, you're in the stand sometimes for hours without any success. And, uh, and then other times success comes, comes very quickly. There's times where I've spent hours and hours in the stand, don't even see a deer. And then there's been times literally last season was one of them. I literally sat down in my seat and had a, you know, a buck in front of me at 15 yards that I was able to harvest. And, 
it's just the unpredictability of it. And we're, we spend so much time, especially in, in modern society now in 2022, just distracted. We're distracted by, you know, the everyday life stuff, right? Our jobs and, you know, our kids' activities and all that kind of stuff that comes along with being an adult. But, you know, worse worse than that you know those aren't bad things but I mean the bad things we're distracted by are like our phones and and streaming tv shows and all that it's like we're always just we have to be distracted um whereas boredom you know boredom has a negative uh sound to it or uh, people associate it with negativity but bored with boredom brings a, a certain degree of concentration concentration um ingenuity um, thoughts, right? So sometimes out in, in the, when I'm sitting in the tree stand, there's not much happening. That's a great time to just think and reflect and pray. And, um, you know, gives you some time to really kind of decompress what's going on in life. And, uh, there's not enough of that on a day-to-day basis, you know, uh, you know, kudos to, to people who take time to, meditate and pray and this and that for significant periods of time every day but that's not most of us right most of us are just constantly distracted and we can't even like go to the bathroom without looking at our phones and you know yeah am I guilty of looking at my phone when I'm in the woods yeah but honestly it's not excessive because you know once you get into hunting and for those of you who do hunt I mean at any moment's notice there could be a deer right on you I've been burned by that a couple times I've been burned by when I'm looking at my phone and then boom, I look up and there's a, a deer 15 yards in front of me that I had no idea was there. And staring me down and, and I, I can't even move because if I move, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm going to be busted. So you're almost forced to not be terribly uh, distracted when you're up in the tree stand. And along with that comes a lot of peace and serenity and the ability to, to just think and concentrate and, 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 and meditate and, and think about the things in life that uh, need to be thought about and uh, you know a lot of good ideas and and planning and that have come come up in tree stands um another big thing too is just you know it's uh, hunting and and baseball i love baseball for those of you that know me are are similar right so there's a lot of downtime with it um you know hunting is 99 percent of the time you're really not doing anything you're waiting or putting the time in ahead of time you know uh, preparing whatever farm you're hunting or this or that so that you can be ready when when the action takes place and baseball is very similar to that it's a slow moving game but when the action happens it's happening quickly and hunting's very similar to that so people that own farms or manage their the property they're hunting there's a lot of time put into that right so you're you're trimming you're putting up stands you're trimming shooting lanes and and for those of those of you that own farms, you know, you're, you're uh, cutting down trees or planting food plots, um, staying off your property as much as possible. So you're providing a a safe haven for the deer to, to grow and, and feel like they're in a safe place, which they are in a safe place. And you're investing all that time and energy for that, you know, those few seconds of an opportunity, hopefully to, to harvest, um, uh, a, a nice mature deer that you've um, either been uh, seeking or that you're looking to help provide, um, you know, food for your family. And, uh, you know, that's when the adrenaline comes and, and that's where all the, the time and preparation 
comes in, how much time have you spent practicing shooting your bow? Um, and for those of you who haven't shot a bow, it's 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 uh, not a difficult thing, right? When you're in your backyard or whatever and, and shooting at a target, but when when it's cold out, you're bundled up, you got gloves on, you know, and a nice deer is within within range, and you're shaking because you're nervous. Maybe you've had too much coffee. Maybe you haven't eaten yet. And you, you've got that one chance to land an ethical shot through the vitals to hopefully put that deer down quickly. And it's really easy to miss. Every hunter has missed. I've missed many times. So just all that is just like a, a, a degree of excitement I didn't even knew existed. Um, another big misconception about hunting is that it's mean, you know, how do, how can you do that to a living animal and blah, blah, blah. You know, hunters are probably the biggest supporters and proponents of wildlife and conservation. In fact, hunting is absolutely necessary for wildlife conservation. And I'm not going to you know, shout out all these different numbers and statistics and stuff. I don't have all that in front of me. I've read through a lot of this stuff before. Um, but, but basically, you know, in, in our deer, especially like here in the Midwest are well fed, right? We have all these ag fields and that, and all these farms and the deer, man, they will reproduce like crazy. Okay. So what, when a species, a wild species like that is, in relatively concentrated areas and they reproduce a lot um, that sets the stage for for disease and wasting diseases and um, it's up to hunters and conservation to keep the deer population healthy so they can continue to grow and thrive and, and reproduce and minimize the spread of of disease um, so that's that's a huge hugely important um, role of hunters and and hunters that own property and manage their property those deer are living in they have great lives okay so they're living on this protected property where the majority of the year no one's bothering them they have they have food they have water they have shelter and they grow strong and healthy and the great majority of those deer they're going to live a full deer life and never have a shot fired at them, right? There's only going to be um, a handful of deer on every property that are going to get, um, you know, attempted to be harvested, and, you know, whether that's the big buck that's been growing over the last few years or a nice big doe that's going to be harvested, um, you know, primarily to fill the freezer. Like that represents a very, very small portion of the deer uh, that, that live on a particular property, whether that's a farm or, or a, um, you know, a, uh, public pro a public hunting ground or whatever. And the majority of the deer, you know, 90 plus percent of those deer probably, maybe it's not quite that much, but the great majority are gonna live um, uninterrupted lives, okay? And with access to food, water, shelter, and, and uh, you know, and, and probably a lot, better life than you know without uh hunters around with with the conservation efforts because you know I, i've seen documentaries and such of you know when, when deer live a full life and they die like it's usually like a it's almost a couple year process where uh, uh an old deer 
you know, this process of dying, he just, he or she, you know, just gradually gets uh, weaker and weaker and withers away, um, you know, to the point to where they just sort of lay down and eventually die and then get eaten by coyotes or whatever, which brings up, you know, predator control. Um, that's another common way that, that, that animals such as deer die is, uh, you know, they get taken down by coyotes and stuff. So death in nature is, a, is very, very cruel for any of you that have ever watched, you know, National Geographic or anything like that. So being harvested by an ethical shot by a hunter where uh, the deer is, um, you know, dies within seconds, you know, that's that's the ultimate goal of every hunter. Um, are bad shots placed every once in a while? Absolutely. But that's why we practice and great majority of hunters are are all trying to go for an ethical, ethical kill. So, um, you know, so living a healthy life as a deer with access to food and water and, and then being harvested and, 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 you know, expiring in a matter of, of seconds to, to minutes is likely a far better way to go than, than natural causes of death. And there's going to be people that hundred percent disagree with that. And that's fine. I'm just explaining my perspective on it and you're welcome to disagree with me lastly hunting is a great way to spend time with family and friends i have quite a few friends who hunt like i mentioned and um, being able to go out with my son go out with my friends and just share that experience with others is pretty awesome um the process of you know tracking a deer and and uh, field dressing it and uh hauling it out and and you know, put throwing it in the truck or whatever you know it's just it's just an awesome time it's an awesome experience it's you know using your body in a in a very primal way of how it's designed to be you know the hunt the you know carrying the 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 meat out and providing for the family it's just really cool so um you know i don't expect everybody to agree with me on this but i figured i'd share my perspective and um, if you haven't ever hunted before, hopefully you'll give us some thought or hopefully this, you know, shapes, you know, a little bit more perspective on it and helps you understand it more and find a friend, find a relative who hunts and, uh, you know, go with them and see what it's all about. And if you want to get into it, um, you know, it's costs a little bit of money up front, but not terrible. Go to somewhere like Presley's um, where they'll outfit you with what you need to get started. So thanks for listening today. Have a good one. Oh yeah, one last thing. If you could go on whatever podcast platform you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and uh, give me a five-star review and subscribe to my podcast, I would truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Primal Ryan podcast. For more information, check out PrimalRyan.com.